New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. It is only through a change in human consciousness that the world will be transformed. The personal and the planetary are connected. As we expand our awareness of mind, body, psyche, and spirit, and bring that awareness actively into the world, so also will the world be changed. This is our quest as we explore new dimensions. Sound can either soothe us or it can jangle us and cause stress and anxiety. It can raise our consciousness or it can cause us to contract in fear. And most importantly, sound can be healing. The late Corrine Helene, an American Christian mystic, once said, The famous Greek physician Hippocrates administered musical treatments to his patients in 400 BC. Although this type of treatment did not originate with him, it found in him an exponent of the highest order. Today we'll be talking about the healing properties of sound and how sound affects us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually with our guest, David Gibson. David Gibson is a leader in the field of sound healing and therapy. He's the founder and director of the Globe Sound and Consciousness Institute in San Francisco, which offers an associate's degree in sound healing therapy. He's also the producer of sound healing music and runs the Sound Therapy Center at the Institute, offering different types of sound healing treatments. He is also a founder of the Sound Healing Research Association Foundation designed to help bring sound healing into the mainstream. He's the author of The Complete Guide to Sound Healing. Join us for the next hour as we explore the healing power of sound with our guest, David Gibson. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I'll be your host. Welcome to New Dimensions. David, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to have you. You started out as a sound engineer. Now, how did that move into becoming a sound healer? You know, one day I saw the magic coming across from musicians, you know, where I get chills and goosebumps. And I thought, how can we reproduce? Well, first of all, what's going on? And how can we reproduce that at, at will so we can get that magic anytime? But also, I came up with a virtual reality system. So you can put sounds and visuals inside a virtual reality image of your own body. And when you do that, it actually moves sounds up and down on a sound table. So you feel it inside your body right where you're seeing it. And I thought, if I'm going to do that, 
I should know about sounds and how they affect the body and organs so I don't explode any organs. Oh, that would be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I started checking it out, and in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, I found there was a huge amount of sound healers. So I then added them to, to my audio recording program, and that's really how I, I got started. So uh, a huge, huge number of sound healers at that time. So what year are you talking about, possibly? Oh, uh, it's about 1999 uh, or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been people, of course, doing it for much longer, although, I mean, for over 40 years, or if you go back to the beginning of time, there's many cultures that have been doing it. But it's really, yeah, it's been around this time around, around 30 or 40 years. And so there are are many music therapists is what we, we think of as sound healers, is that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. There's, There's four different areas, four main areas. There's frequencies which are the very specific actual uh, tones that, that you can use for very specific things. There are sounds, which are a combination of frequencies. There's music, and then there's, there's uh, uh, intention and energy that you can use along with it. The music therapists generally use music and a little bit of sound. They don't work with frequency or intention at all. So sound healers really work at all four levels. Okay, when you say sound and frequencies, what's the what, difference? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, technically, a frequency is a sound, but it's kind of just a terminology. Really, a frequency is a pure tone. It's one one specific vibration. Whereas most sounds are a combination of vibrations. So you can have they're called. It's basically technically called a timbre or a tone. So it's the overall tone. So you can have like a uh, a voice or a Tibetan bowl or any any instrument has a different tone, whereas a frequency is a very specific uh, pure tone, which is is a little bit different. Has different functions in sound healing as well. It can get you can get very specific to the frequency of an organ or a cell, whereas a tone is going to be a little more general. And here's a great example to to explain it. You know, everything has is vibration. We know that's we know that scientifically. Matter and energy yeah. is vibration. Yeah. Maybe consciousness is not, but well, even well, you know, some yeah. would disagree. Let's yeah, not get quant- into that. On the quantum level, yeah. they still talk about even that being vibration. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so when you look at it that way, you know, you can look at every part of the body as having a specific vibration or frequency, but also the parts of the bodies can have a certain timbre. So they could be, so for example, the, the, um, the heart, for example, could be like a, a specific frequency that can be measured in different ways. So it could be high or low, but it could also be a certain tone. It could be, or it could be, you know, a different timbre. So different people would have different tones or different frequencies, let's say, of their heart? Well, it's it's yet to be determined in the Sound Healing Research Foundation research we're doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my feeling pretty strongly is that there are some parts of the heart that are different from person to person, but there are other parts such as the cells within the heart or even uh, the maybe the blood that is going to be the same from person to person. So I think some things are the same and some are actually different. 
Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, that's what makes it difficult to actually figure out precisely what's right for each person. Right. One size doesn't fit all. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Whereas sometimes one size might fit all. Right. So the research, the beginning of research is to find out which ones are the same. And which ones are different for so people? So you're kind of in the middle of that research in some ways. That you're, you're the conclusions are not, not totally ripe yet. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot to be done. So let's talk a, a little bit about allopathic medicine and transformational model, and the transformational model of healing. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so you you mention in your work how um, allopathic medicine often the object uh, the object of it is to seek and destroy, mm-hmm. to destroy or cut it out. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> kill, 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 kill. <laughs> and you could even use sound to do this. Yes. So so say something about that. Well, the the most obvious is ultrasound. And the most basic aspect of physics and sound is if you find the resonant frequency of something, like a kidney stone or a gallstone, and vibrate it at its frequency and turn the volume up, it's kablooey. I mean, it's, it explodes it. And, and so that's the seek and destroy, which is interesting and is very cool because it has very little side effects for the rest of the body. And there's a company in Israel that's actually using ultrasound with MRI to destroy any tumor in the body and have you go home within an hour or two with no side effects at all. So that's very different than taking a scalpel and cutting it out or or giving you lots of medications and drugs to right. do something with right. it. Chemo so. that kills half of the rest of the body. But, you know, what's interesting is with that, you still don't get— at the underlying issue as to what caused it. Although it's cool. I mean, if I had cancer, I would still want to kill those cells. Yeah. You know, I would go for it. You know, but it's nice to actually get at the underlying issue. So there's a lot of people, when you look at the other aspect, instead of physically, you look at it emotionally. There's a lot of people in in the field, uh, not just sound healing, but in the field of healing that say that, 50% of all disease is caused by emotions or stuck emotions. Some people say 100% is is how uh, um, um, a disease is is caused. And so um, if that's the case, I mean, let me put it this way first. A lot of people say that um, uh, environmental wouldn't get to you. Or food wouldn't get to you, food toxins wouldn't get to you if you didn't have an emotional opening. So the other way to work with sound is to break up these stuck emotions or break up these, these, these negative beliefs that people have so that you can get, that's the underlying cause of what the, the, the physical issues are. So <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm getting is that whether or not it's 50% or 100% caused by emotion, that our, our disease is, mm-hmm. is caused by emotion, or whether it's 10%, whatever that percentage is, mm-hmm. is it it's, might be worth our while to add some sort of therapy that would address that underlying cause. Right. You know, as I say, it's, it's good. Uh, the more ways you lead a horse to water— 
the more chances it will drink. Or the, so the more ways you access, I mean, you can you can uh, do it at the physical level, do sound at the physical level, as we we're just talking about. You can do it at emotional level. You could do it with mental level as far as brainwave entrainment to entrain the brain into different brainwave states. Or you could go the full woo-woo. I mean, go go full <laughs> full on spiritual and just access source and spirit. You know, so there's. I always think go every level you 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 can accept. Okay, I think that's pretty pretty good advice. What you're saying, so that that kind of um, transformational model of healing, you you've mentioned that it it does include these different levels: uh, physical, emotional mental and spiritual. So on the physical, one of the things that it's very useful for, is, from what I understand, is for pain. Mm-hmm. So can you say something about that? Yeah, pain, there are about a dozen research projects that show that it reduces pain dramatically. And I've, I've seen it also in our institute over and over and over. In fact, I've got chronic pain in my neck from when I went through a windshield in high school. And massage doesn't do any, do any good at all. And it's amazing. I can put frequencies with headphones right on the pain. And within six minutes, it's completely gone. I've seen that over and over. We'll talk more about that in just one moment. I'm here with David Gibson. He's the author of The Complete Guide to Sound Healing. And if you want to know more about his work, you can go to his website, soundhealingcenter.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. He is also the founder and director of the Globe Sound and Consciousness Institute in San Francisco. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions. I'm here with David Gibson, and he's the author of The Complete Guide to Sound Healing. And he's also a founder of the Sound Healing Research Foundation, which is designed to help bring sound healing into the mainstream. And we're talking about the different levels in in the way that sound affects us, at least for healing. And we're talking about the physical. It's helpful in physical pain. Is there any more that you want to say about yes. that, David? Yes, you know, 
The most basic aspect of sound is that a strong vibration, this is from physics, a strong vibration will overcome a weaker vibration and entrain the weaker vibration into the stronger. Well, the vibration of pain is kind of like a tone that is like a buzz. It's kind of like, I mean, what would the sound of pain be for you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, it's all about changing that staticky, distorted, chaotic vibration into a consistent tone. And the consistent tones are all the vowels. right? And also, all of the sound healing instruments are consistent. They're stable, and that's the way the body normally functions when it's healthy. Every cell and every organ is humming instead of buzzing. (laughs) So, like, how do you get it to hum? If it's buzzing, how do you move it to humming? You just hum. And that's that's the law of physics. A strong with a strong vibration or a consistently long vibration, because that law of physics: a strong vibration overcomes the weaker. So you just simply put a vibration of anything on that pain, and it will change to the vibration of whatever, whatever you're putting so on. So if you had an array <laughs> of tuning forks at different vibrations, they're different. I guess tones, mm-hmm. and and you you hit one and put it right on the back of your neck. Uh, it might it creates that stable vibration because the tuning fork is completely stable and and still just like the body naturally vibrates when it's healthy. And it's a stronger vibration right. than the static chaotic one. Exactly. That y- yeah, you're it can be louder. It can be right on the body, or it can be really just consistent. You know, a good example, here's a bad example of a a strong vibration overcoming a weaker. They found that electricity, they did a research study, and they found that the most natural frequency to people was 60 cycles when they tested all the different frequencies. That's the frequency of electricity. In Europe, they did the same study, and most people said it was 50 cycles per second, which is the frequency of electricity in, in, in Europe. And so... We are getting that vibration from electricity, even though it's not loud, it's around us consistently all the time. So it doesn't have to be loud, it can just be stable. Well, is this a good thing? I mean, like electricity runs in the walls of our homes. And if it yeah. is there, so you're saying that there's a, a consistent sound or vibration happening. To us all the time. Well, you know, the problem is electricity is not stable. Electricity uh, is more like, mm, <laughs> mm, mm, oh, right? okay. There's so many inconsistent vibrations around us, including cell phones, electromagnetism. I mean, other people, stressed out people around us, right? <laughs> and then, but the, So people the, give off a, a, a sound? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like the vibration of fear, uh, uh-huh, you know, or yeah. somebody that's mm-hmm. in anxiety, or anger, those are all the staticky vibrations. But the good news is that all of there are many things that have really powerful, stable vibrations, like the earth, the sun, like, like on an esoteric level, like your soul. I believe your soul frequency is really stable. Or as some people would say, the most stable is source energy or spirit. 
You know, so there's many vibrations, not to mention a lot of a lot of or music. The ocean. Yeah, Mike. yeah. Nature is the best. Yeah. Nature is the best provider of stable frequencies that are in alignment. Is with. that why we love to be by the seashore and just yeah. hear the waves? Oh my just God! You know, it's in. interesting. It's really funny. I just realized just recently that the actual waves are are about point one cycle per second, which is about an in breath and an out breath between each wave. And heart math has actually discovered that that brainwave state is what, what you go to when you're transmitting love. <laughs> so the ocean is in training us into love. So there we go, there we go. So there is a frequency of love. Oh boy, this is like a controversial thing. You can uh -huh. look at it from a frequency or pitch, you can look at it from sounds, you can look at it from music, even musical intervals. You know, it's interesting, the research I've done is we actually had uh, about 200 people do a meditation to get them into the zone of love. And then we gave them a tone generator and had them actually put in what frequency seemed to match that feeling. And it was kind of all over the place. Although there was a little bit of a bell curve around 250 to 300 hertz around. It's funny, there's a guy named Leonard Horowitz that has said that 528 hertz is the frequency of love, and there's research to back that up. But now he now admits there's no research, uh -huh. and that's a really high frequency. So, right. so, you know, it's interesting, you know, but the truth is when we do a test and have anybody tune in to what feels like love to them, they're all over the place. So I don't think there's a real specific, and I think it's much better to have people find it for themselves. There you go. I it's mean, different for each it's person. It's different, but right. they, they do have that place that they're most comfortable with that right. feel feels like a heart open, yeah. or a certain, let's say, piece of music that's written in a certain key right. that just just opens their heart, where somebody else might, it drives them crazy. Exactly, exactly. There's also the frequency of the voice. The frequency of your voice is, that's the key that you speak in. Is that literal that you're saying yes. that to me right yes, now? Yes, literally, because okay. everybody okay. sings when they speak, right? Some are major singers, major singers. Right. Others. The are Dalai kind of, Lama is a oh major. Or, His he goes way up and way down. Oh, His yeah. range. Garrison Keillor is like the, the the best singer ever when he speaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mount Prairie Home Companion. Yeah. So what I found is people go to the key of their voice when expressing love. So it's like you know I really love my kitty. Mm -hmm. I go to the home note of my voice. If I said, I really love my kitty, he'd be like, what's wrong with your kitty? I don't think so. Yeah. And also people, when they're sincere, go to the home note of their voice, which politicians have figured out. <gasps> oh, so they're manipulating. Can it. be. Can. Although a lot of people that are sincere are just doing it sincerely too. So you kind of got to watch. Figure yeah. out whether they're being, you know, whether they're, you know, I'm really lying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you trust me? <laughs> Ooh, that was creepy, David. <laughs> that was creepy. Or, I really love you. Yeah. 
Much better, David. I, I can <laughs> believe that one. Now, now I, I want to ask about, like, um, noise versus tone. And uh, hmm. so what about those irritating sounds that come from our environment? Let's say a jackhammer is right outside yeah. our house. And you have an interesting way of working with that, not to just block it out or or something. How, how would you work with that? Well, you know, there's— there's many techniques. You can just, you, one, the most basic is to find your own frequency so you're not affected by it. And that could be just breathing, tuning into the frequency of a low, slow breath or any breath. It could be the frequency of your body. It could be ultimately, if you ever got, get it down, the frequency of your soul, which is really cool when you get that down. Or you could simply bring a frequency to something that is bothering you. The coolest thing is to simply sing along with it. So say you That's got That's what I found oh interesting. Oh my god, it's so much fun because the suffering is in the resistance. When you go that sucks, you're in trouble. You know? So it's really That's all you're concentrating on uh, is how much it how, sucks. How can right. I get away from it? Yeah. You know, but when you go, oh, and you sing yeah. along with it or even a siren, you know, yeah. then it's not hurting you. You know, David, I had an experience of that when I was on Vision Quest, and and one of the things, one of the animal <laughs> entities that showed up were flies, <laughs> and they started buzzing around my head, and I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to put up with this for three solid days? I'm going to go crazy. And then I did just what you said. I just started listening to the sound. Nice. And 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 they would circle my head so it was like binaural. I mean like this ear, the <laughs> left ear, then the right ear. And then I noticed that different flies had slightly different pitches. Oh, that's great. Oh my that's God. So great. And then I could <laughs> kind of feel like, all right, this is an orchestra. And I noticed that when I started to get up to walk, they got very excited, <laughs> and they really started buzzing and everything, and it was like the music just took on a kind of rock and roll sort oh of feeling. You know, this is so important because so many people, I mean, if you extrapolate it to PTSD, imagine being able to use a sound and get a sound inside the body, so a sound of a bomb or people screaming and dying no longer affects people. I mean, it's so major. I mean, another way you although, could— mm -hmm. Although, I, I have to do a caveat about that because okay. the sound of someone screaming and dying in, a, in, a, in terror, we don't ever want to get used to that, that it's just well, every day that we just say, oh, well, we can just put up with that. Ooh, no, you know what no, I mean? You know, you know, that you—, you, you we, yeah. it, it's kind of— I hear you. You know what? But there, you're there, making a different point. Yeah, from no, that. I, I hear exactly what you're saying, and it is important. You can do sound where you can be in your own frequency, but you can also meet the the other vibration, that negative vibration, with another sound vibration. The one of the most basic is meet it with the vibration of of gratitude, 
or meet it with compassion. Or empathy or yes, something. Love. Yes, love. Meet, meet it with love. Now you're not just in your own vibration. But you can also be in your own vibration, like being in a, uh, you say you have a negative emotion. You could be in your own vibration still watching that emotion. Mm-hmm. So you're not completely denying it or separating it from it completely. You're still engaged, but you're not it. You are not that chaos. You are you. Right. Yeah. Right, right. True enough. I want to remind our listeners that I'm here with David Gibson, and he is a sound healer. He is He works with sound healing, and he's the founder and director of the Globe Sound and Consciousness Institute in San Francisco. Uh, which offers an associate's degree, I might mention, and in uh, sound healing therapy. And he's also a founder of the Sound Healing Research Foundation and the author of The Complete Guide to Sound Healing. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions. I'm here with David Gibson, and he's the author of The Complete Guide to Sound Healing. And David, we're talking about the the levels of how sound affects us, and we've talked a bit about the physical and the emotional, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, we, we really haven't talked about, in the on the emotional level of how sound affects us, in in the healing process, how um, how we can actually release negative emotions, or how we can release negative belief systems. So, can you say something about that? Yeah, if you remember, which we probably don't, of being a baby, all babies have it down perfectly. <laughs> if there's any negative emotions, they just let it out. It's true. Immediately. Yeah. They don't hold anything in. And then around one or two, we get uh, we get the the message that we're a little bit too noisy. We have to quiet it down, right? But even in the babies, I'll point out, they also in the releasing it, then it's over. Yes, they right. don't hold on. It's to just it. done. It's done. It's yeah, finished. Exactly. So it's really releasing stuck emotions is just relearning that process that we knew from the beginning. So you were saying about two or three, then we're we're kind of saying you're too noisy. Yeah. You're, Can you or, keep it down? Yeah. You know, you're really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really we know how to do it. It's just simply make. I mean, there's many different techniques. You can just make the sound of the emotion. You can make it and transform it into a beautiful. Emotion, you can make the sound that the part of the body that's holding the emotion would like to make. Or you could, you know, uh, yeah, there's a lot. It's mostly about tuning into that sound and expressing it, of that feeling of that emotion. So if it's, if it's grief, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't grieve, and it's really like, uh, you know, really, yeah. 
Or I know here's a great example of, of, of something I do. If I've got something in the pit of my stomach where I'm feeling like either criticized or feeling not good enough or even angry, I can just go, ah, right? I could do that. Or, and it's amazing that you can just clear it so easily. And it's really playing to find the sound that seems to match the actual emotion that you have going on. That's the, the most basic step. I remember a story that uh, a previous guest many years ago on New Dimensions, Paul Ribolo. Does that name ring a mm, bell? Well, Paul Ribolo was a therapist, and I remember him telling this story of a woman who he was working with, and she was working in an office and with a very abusive boss. He was just, he just, he really bugged the heck out of her, and he was not kind with his words, and he was harsh in in his vocalizations mm-hmm. and demands. And one day, through Paul's work, she was at the filing cabinet, and he did it to her again. And she was facing the filing cabinet, and she made one of those sounds, <laughs> like, I mean, she, yeah. like a... A ferocious bear sound. Yeah. She just, like, just growled, just huge. You know, so many— But but just to finish that, uh then she just growled, and then it was over, and then she turned back around to him and was smiling and fine. He never did it again. (laughs) So (laughs) you were going to say. So many people are just stuck in fear, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's really about bringing that power. We have a guy on our staff who actually uh, works with cancer with the voice. And, and he, he, uh, the people he works, work with, works with, uh, work with, they say that uh, over 85 people say their cancer is gone. And what he does is really powerful sound, like really loud, whoa, I mean, intensely loud. And I feel it's really about bringing that power back into your system so that you're not in fear because fear is so constricting for every organ in the body. And fear is very powerful. So if if you're saying you've got to resonate with a more powerful vibration, Mm -hmm, then that that intensity has to be even more than the fear, which is pretty intense. Yeah, but, you know, a lot of people say, I mean, there's really anything you focus on is easy. You can easily transform anything else. So it doesn't take too much as long as you focus. Once your focus is there, that's power. You know, so if you simply focus on any consistent sound or or do the ultimate the uh, antidote to fear, which is the sound of love, just right and and bring that in now what's Ooh. what's the objection about let's say uh spiritual bypassing then yeah no it's that's that's very very good the the worst emotion there is and the most devastating is resistance to emotions <laughs> <laughs> you know what that sounds so like? So it's not about getting getting away from emotions. Right, uh, right. right. So that's the number one. That's step one. You can't resist them. However, however, there are two emotions I feel are different. 
two main ones, and that is fear and anxiety. I don't normally tell people to make the sound of fear or anxiety. We're normally just in it. We're not going, oh, I'm afraid it's of fear. It's the soup we're living in. Yeah, huh? we're in it. It's yeah. like, so, you know, it's like I was almost in a wreck last year, and I went into fear, started shaking, and I thought, this is useless. So I just started toning love yeah. and immediately felt better. So you can bypass, I think, fear and anxiety. You don't need to feel those. I really okay. don't. You know, it's like if you're going in front of a, a, a large audience, you're going to speak, you don't go, okay, I'm going to resonate fear to get past it. No. Okay. You know, I'm going to, if you have a panic attack and you resonate panic or anxiety, I mean, goodness, you're, it's going to make it work. I'm just getting the visualization, David, of <laughs> of like Star Trek, uh, you know, of going into warp speed, you know, like you're here in this universe and suddenly, boom, you're blasted into the next, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. But, you know, it, the uh, on the other hand, I don't think you can bypass grief. Uh-huh. Or sadness. Yes. And what's cool, this is a lot of thing. one thing that a lot of people don't realize that's so important. A lot of people think, well, first of all, negative emotions are associated with sounds that are distorted and buzzy. Like, they're stress. That breaks down your body. It kills you. It is proven that those vibrations kill you. And and they release cortisol, which is not a healthy hormone. Exactly. Exactly. But... Grief, sad, sadness, if you make the sound of sadness, it's not a negative sound. Sadness is like, sadness in its purest form is good for you. And a lot of people, as a guy, you know, what are you going to cry? You know, or in the military, you can't cry. It's crazy. We got to be able to be sad. Yeah. And so many people think, oh, let's go, let's bypass that. Let's go be, get happy. Let's go, go go have a drink. Come on, we got to be happy. Got to be happy. Sadness is beautiful. Well, I, I just, uh, what I was speaking the other day in a, in a group of people. We were talking about grief and sadness. And I was saying, sometimes I feel when I'm sad, I feel enormously alive. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I remember when my kitty died two years ago. I grieved and cried. I didn't resist it at all. I just, I didn't want to hear any happy music. I just stayed in it for two or three days. And I remember going to the grocery store and thinking, I am so in my body and so present. And everybody's walking around thinking and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, this is perfect. I was so happy. To be to sad. Be sad. <laughs> now you know, and, and I know that you you talk about grief as as something that, and you just kind of alluded to this. It's not something. It, it might. It's especially persistent, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Is that it? It just grief. If and especially if we just ignore it, it's just gonna sit there like a, like a big yeah. bullfrog. Oh, I had a student. <laughs> okay, it was so, so uh, uh, she said that her husband died two years ago, and I said, "Well, how are you doing with it?" And she says, "I cry every day for two years, sometimes two or three times a day." And I'm thinking, "Okay, well, you're not having trouble grieving. It's time to move to the next level." of where it's okay, of where 
you're grateful for it to the, the, the higher perspective. So their emotions are like f- water. They're flowing. They're meant to flow. They're not meant to stay around. They're meant to move on through. So They kind of get stale if you bottle them right, up, right? right? Here's I mean, a great literally, example. You know, if you bottle up water and you don't do anything, it so, actually gets pretty uh, rancid. Perfect. You know, another way to describe it is as music. It's like a stuck wreck. It's like a stuck <laughs> wreck. It's like a stuck wreck, which oh. sometimes goes on for an entire lifetime. Mm. It becomes a habit. It's habitual yeah, then right. at that point. And spirit being the beautiful thing it is as far as resonance likes to go, oh, well, here's another situation to help you resolve that stuck record <laughs> over and over. And it is, so it might be another sadness. Right, yeah. right. and then finally we get it. Yeah, <laughs> and just step out of that rut. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. So what about um, mental brainwave entrainment? What? What can you say about that? The cool thing about brainwave entrainment is the science behind it is really definitive. So for the people that aren't really, uh, that want to hear about scientific proof, it's the best. Because you can put on an EEG, electroencephalogram, on the brain and see precisely what any rhythm is doing to the brain normally within 15 to 30 seconds. Any rhythm will entrain your brain into the same vibration. And so... The, there are multiple brainwave states. There's delta, which is for sleep. Theta, which is mostly dreaming or when you're in the zone, when you're like totally blissed out. <laughs> or there's, there's alpha, where you're totally present, not thinking, just present and aware. And then there's beta, where you're thinking and processing, which is where we are most of the time. And for people with beta, that is actually can be a problem for people with ADD or ADHD because they need to be able to get to beta. So you can use frequencies to entrain people into that high rate of beta that they normally give speed to get the kids to. <laughs> you can entrain them. You mean them the Ritalin or something right, like exactly, that. Right, yeah. exactly. So you can entrain them into beta and their ADD will go away, not only not only temporarily, but the, the, the neuroplasticity and new neuron development, it goes away forever. Or you so can it help. actually, with time, it it actually then dissipates that that uh, what malady or whatever. You yeah, I don't it. want to say cure, but that's the closest word to it. Uh huh. Yeah. Or you can use this rhythm wah wah of delta wah 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 to entrain you into sleep. Or you could use the rhythm of theta wah 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 to entrain you into. Uh, a creative state for doing creative work. Or you could use alpha, blah, 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 to entrain you into into, uh, creative uh, problem solving. I'm here with David Gibson. He's the author of The Complete Guide to Sound Healing. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You're listening to New Dimensions.
I'm here with David Gibson. He's the author of The Complete Guide to Sound Healing. And uh, if you want to know more about his work, you can go to his website, soundhealingcenter.com. David, let's talk about some of the rising maladies or diseases that people are are suffering from these days. Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, uh, both of those are, or even... uh, Autism is mm-hmm. on the rise, too. So, mm-hmm. so what can you say about sound healing in these sorts of diseases? Well, we did research with a dozen Parkinson's patients. And with, with the right music, we were and on a sound chair, uh, which is a massage table or, or a chair that has subwoofers in it that vibrates the physical body. We were able to get rid of the tremors every time. For for how long a period of it time? It varies. It can be from just a few hours to about 24 hours, but that means no medic meds for that day, and it also means that they can sleep. It's not a cure at all, but right. it, it really helps with, with symptoms big time. Now, these tables are pretty expensive, so, mm-hmm. uh, so if—, if are, are there therapists where you can go and just have a treatment and not have yeah, to buy the table you know, or like, something? Uh, you can get them. I guess it's like sixteen hundred. It's it's not too bad. So you can come to. We've got a bunch of them at our center, and a lot of a lot of other people now are, are having them uh, in a lot of different therapy centers as well, including chiropractors as well. So yeah, you could you could go to a place, or you could actually uh, uh, just get one as well. Yeah, and so these actually vibrate. They give a sound, and they vibe. They actually, yeah. You vibrate. listen on headphones or uh-huh. speakers, and uh-huh. then it vibrates your whole body. So it's like getting an internal massage. Uh-huh. And it's really good for things that are uh, a neurological, like Parkinson's or or any uh, like strokes. Really helpful for strokes or anything uh, around muscles. It's really effective. Right. And it's so great because it it. It really is so powerful. It really instills that stable frequency in your body. And along with the brainwave entrainment music, then your, your emotions get entrained as well. It's so, so great. If I have anything emotional going on, I can get on the table, and within 10 minutes, it's completely gone, not only emotionally, but physically out of my body. It's yeah. so cool. Oh, that that does sound that sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, what about um, uh, Alzheimer's? What about music and Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's I've... is amazing. It's really effective because with Alzheimer's, the area of the brain that is uh, associated with memory is right next to the area of the brain that's associated with with music. That, that perceives music in the brain. So they're very close. So there's uh, one of our instructors actually worked in an old folks home and he actually went, this is a great story. He went over uh, and w- he would play piano, right? And this guy came and sat down next to him and started having a conversation and uh, and said, you know, he, he, he started jamming with him on the piano as well. And the whole staff came over because the guy hadn't spoken in eight years. Wow. So he set it up so that he would interview the the family and find out what songs they really liked. And and then they would play the music they like and it would just wake them up like that. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen a documentary about this work where where they 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 plug in like a like an iPhone, not an iPhone, but a i what is it called? A, any uh, this little MP3 device, mm-hmm. and they plug it into all that music that that person had, like yeah. in a younger time in their right. life, where music is always more just. It, it, we can remember those songs and the words to songs in our high school, yeah, you know, yeah. more than than new songs. Yeah. And so there's something about that memory of that music yes. that is very powerful. Yeah. It's amazing that it's not used much more because it's so effective. Well, I, I know. I, I, I looked up a few things, and I— uh, one, so I'll mention one that I looked mm-hmm. up was in our location. Um, there's a series of hospitals called Sutter Health, mm-hmm. and uh, they actually have a a music therapist on staff. Wow, cool! And that that they they say it uh, this musical therapy as a health service that they offer it it decreases the perception of pain. It so therefore um, it makes gr- the effectiveness of any pain medication that right. you're giving even more effective if right. you are taking pain medication, and it it talks about grief that mm. grief uh, and feelings about that can can be in uh, helped uh-huh. you know in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it even. Uh, I don't know. They work with it on a psychological level. Even before, I think that you have some CDs mm-hmm. uh, about if somebody's going into surgery. Right, right. You, I've got CDs that are used in the UC Med system, and it's for for really uh, helping people with the anxiety before surgery, but also uh, frequency or music with uh, brainwave entrainment for dur- during surgery. And then there's also uh, post-surgery um, musical meditations as well. Yeah, I've got, uh, my CDs are in many hospitals around the nation as uh, to for full range of things from pain to sleep to, to depression. I mean, depression is one of the the most effective. I mean, the treatments we have for depression, it's unbelievable what's been happening with people with, with by just using the sound and music. And depression is a huge thing uh, in our society these uh, days. Oh it's just huge. Uh, so yeah. many people are taking antidepressant depression medications yeah. right. and they're going around pretty depressed these right. days. It's so interesting because it's so easy to match the sound of depression with music. And then slowly, very slowly, ever so imperceptibly, (laughs) bring them into a really high state. And that's really the key. There's also, besides music, we have specific frequencies that you can listen to. And even actually do, uh, you know, EFT, emotional freedom technique, tapping with the frequencies that make it even more effective as well. There's, oh my God, it's just so effective. So there are just, this is a burgeoning field. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe, Maybe sometime in the future, maybe not too distant future, that this people will go to this as their first line of defense mm-hmm. against some of these maladies, yes. rather than you know going for surgery yeah. to begin with. Exactly. Part of it is getting more research to prove it, 
and and that will help. But it's also just getting it into the mainstream, into their their awareness of of how well it helps. Huh. You know. So tell me, uh, you you mentioned something in your work and your book, uh, something that we should look at. What is our own sound medicine cabinet? Hmm. Yeah, so that we should set up just like uh-huh. we set up our medicine cabinet right. in in our our bathroom uh, to set up our sound medicine cabinet. So, what right. can you say about that? You know, the most basic thing is to really categorize the music you love as to exactly how it helps you in different ways. So you know, oh, I mean, and we often do this intuitively. Oh, I'm going to put on this song because I really want to get up. Or I want to relax, I put on this music. We do that. But some people don't do it as specifically. That's one first step. But then there's so much. I mean, God, there's, if you want to just play with things, there's, there's music and, and frequencies for sleep. There's music and frequencies for, seed, uh, for, for creativity. There's music and frequencies for, for thinking. I mean, there's all these. But the, the, the tricky part is that a lot of that is tuned I mean, the, the, the music and frequencies that work the best are tuned to the vibration of a person. And that can be found by monitoring the heart and also monitoring the brain waves or even monitoring the speed of your breath. We're actually now just at, in the last week, we just hooked up with a company and we're going to be working with 10 different feedback devices to find the actual frequency, the main home note of that person. And then we'll be able to tune the music to them. But even if you don't go that detailed, still just researching stuff, even if it's just on YouTube. But, you know, just because something says it's good for sleep, it may, it, it may not be good for you. So just uh-huh. play around until you find the things that really seem to fit you and 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 get a whole range. I mean, you can 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 go online and, and search. I mean, you can go to our site and find our, our stuff as well. But but start getting a, an array of different things to try. And if something doesn't work, try some more because different people do it in different ways. So don't give up just because one CD doesn't work. You know, so that's that's really the main thing, especially if you have any specific issues. I mean, get get your medicine cabinet full of those things. I mean, <laughs> if I mean, if you got like kidney problems, I mean, find all the frequencies and music for kidneys. I mean, try them all. I mean, I've done that <laughs> myself. You know, and it's amazing. It's, it's now my kidneys don't bother me at all. Oh, fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic. So different organs, you can actually specify a different organ that you might want to work with, yeah. Yeah, or it could be organs, diseases, uh, um, emotional issues you might have going on, or it, it could be just uh, you're, not, you're not feeling up to par. Oh, mm-hmm. goody, oh, goody. Well, this is mm-hmm. all very, very interesting and very hopeful for the future, Uh that for the future of medicine oh. in particular. That oh my God! That the future is—it's unbelievable how how this could change the world, as long as we can do it in a way that the powers that be will accept it. May it be so. I'm <laughs> been here with David Gibson, and he's the author of the Complete Guide to Sound Healing. And if you want to know more about his work, you can go to his website, 
soundhealingcenter.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. You've been listening to New Dimensions. This is program number 3576. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. You can also subscribe to our free weekly podcasts and find over a thousand hours of audio dialogues in our searchable archive. New Dimensions is produced by New Dimensions Radio in Santa Rosa, California, USA. Our executive producer is Justine Willis-Toms. Our post-production editor is Lou Judson. For over four decades, New Dimensions has been producing weekly conversations at the leading edge. We sincerely thank all of you who have supported us by being members of Friends of New Dimensions as well as members of our affiliate stations. My name is Dan Drayson. On behalf of everyone at New Dimensions whose endeavors make this program possible, I'm wishing you well. New Dimensions Radio is an independent producer supported by listener contributions. To find out more about the program you've just heard, to subscribe to our free weekly newsletter and our New Dimensions and New Dimensions Cafe podcasts, and to access thousands of other programs in the New Dimensions archive, please visit our website, newdimensions.org. That's newdimensions.org. Or call us at 707-468-5215. That's 707-468-5215. Please join us next time as we explore New Dimensions.